Okay. Okay, so everything's going. You see the waveform? It's pink and there's a waveform. Sweet. I say we just go. Okay, okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Testing, testing, here we go. Hey yo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. I'm using this platform to practice podcasting as well as speaking in general while espousing half thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hey, that's me. Pam is also my pattern awareness manager, and every week we talk about my progress with this practice, along with other lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtues of practice itself. Our conversations are unscripted and unedited. <laughs> unedited? Unedited? <laughs> so, that's all going to be unedited. <laughs> We're really doing this on the fly, so don't hold me responsible for what I say here. Make sure to check out my show notes where I'll provide some fact-checking, self-psychoanalysis, and commentary on things I could have done better. You may find this and more information about this project at forcesofequal.com practice. Today we are recording on August 9th, 2020. This is our 24th practice session? Sure. I am totally not up to date with my sessions here. I think it's the 24th. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. So check the show notes if you're really curious. (laughs) If you're into numerology or something. (laughs) Yeah. So let's go ahead and check check in with ourselves physically and mentally. Do you want to start? Um, sure. I'm, uh, as always, a little bit tired today because we do this on Sunday, which is my run day. Mm-hmm. I did two and a half miles this morning, and I'm working on some form um, adjustments to improve a hip flexor issue that I have. So my run was a little bit harder than usual, but I just checked my pacing, and I actually did the first two miles in almost exactly the same amount of time, uh, which is nice. good because I'm really working on pacing myself. So um, that was good. And then, um, yeah, I had a good week, pretty chill, even though it was the first week of the month, which is a huge accomplishment for me because the first week of the month is always really crazy with reports and invoicing and all of the client stuff that goes on monthly. But mm-hmm. I've been working on mindset shifts to make it less stressful for me because I tie my worth to the results that I get for my clients. So I'm working nice. on that. Sounds good. Maybe we'll get into that a little more. <laughs> so for me, physically, I am not in the greatest of places with my foot. <laughs> so I'm still dealing with that issue. I believe I suffered two weeks ago now out on the trails and my foot hasn't gotten any better. I feel like it's been three weeks. I don't think it's been that long. I've done three solo runs, but you did it on a Friday. So this is the third Sunday. Okay. Right. So yeah, third Sunday, but two weeks. So yeah, the one-off rule 
I don't know if we want to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> to get into tangents already. But yeah, my foot, something is wrong. And I am on the verge of going in to get x-rays. So yeah, something's not right. I can't put my full weight on it yet. And I'm starting to get a little antsy in terms of what to do with it. Because the at the let's see, what was that? Two weeks ago, the first week after I injured it, I still kept moving around and still walking, not necessarily as mobile as I was regularly, but still moving around and still trying to stay active. And then after not seeing any progress for the last week, I pretty much stopped moving other than going downstairs to put my bare feet on the grass and getting some sunlight. I haven't been moving very much other than some body weight movements and exercises, of course, that don't really involve too much foot mobilization. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I haven't really moved very much over the past weekend. It still hasn't gotten any better. Yeah. Like Maybe some swelling has gone down. So if it's if there was any like fascial or muscular or tissue issues, <laughs> I think those have kind of subsided and made way to the pain that I'm feeling, which seems more structural. So yeah, I'm not sure. I might be going in for x-rays this week. Probably not so, a bad idea. Yeah, that's where we're at. I, I don't want to stay on my feet and continue putting pressure on it if there is a some sort of break. Mm -hmm. So uh, it'd be nice to know that and to take the proper course of action moving forward. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's where we're at with that. I'm mentally okay. It's been quite a week. There's <laughs> been a lot of ups and downs. But I've been very productive, so I've been making a lot of progress. And I'm also working on my mindset and staying in the moment and still thinking in terms of being in the sweet spot of that momentum wave. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm taking things as they are and realizing that sometimes you know it just is what it is and just because you're not hitting milestones or you're not reaching the goals that you're that you set out for there's progress being made and so as long as there's forward progress that's good and i can live with that good and i've and I mean, if we're just talking about forward progress, I've been making a lot of that. And I've been smell celebrating, <laughs> celebrating, <laughs> I've been celebrating a lot of smaller wins. So maybe in terms of goals, kind of breaking things down into more micro goals per se. We just recorded a session of not bad advice earlier, and we were talking about micro budgets. Mm -hmm. And so, on a related note, I've been accomplishing more micro goals and celebrating those. Good. 
in terms of moving forward in my progress with all this stuff. So, yeah, I think my physical issues with my foot has also been affected, affecting my mental status, especially since I can't do my activities outside that I normally do. Of course, I can still go outside, but it's one thing just to stand there yeah. in the sun versus running and feeling the wind on my face or going to the beach and feeling the ocean breeze and stuff like that. So I think that's getting to me a little bit. So I'll have to figure out some things to mitigate that and engage with nature a little bit more and find some modalities to exercise my mind and get that mind space that I've been enjoying with my beach days and my trail days that I haven't been able to enjoy lately. Or just go to the doctor and get your foot fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that is probably the next step. Yeah. yeah. I will I will say, though, you have been handling this a whole lot better than you would have if it had, had happened to you even six or nine months ago. You yeah. have not been grumpy and you have not been short-tempered and moody like you yeah. used to get when you were injured or when things didn't really go according to plan that mm. that was i mean i mean that's a big issue for anybody but right y with your um your desire to get a lot done and your like constant f like feeling of of how much there is possible um when you are held back by physical limitations you mm. get extremely moody and right. you haven't been through this which has been really impressive to see because i think i would be <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks for that i mean you've been dealing with your own physical physical ailments too so yeah, nothing like a potentially broken toe but <laughs> yeah yeah this really uh, i'm kind of nervous it really doesn't feel right so i don't know I'm, uh, i have that optimism bias so i'm working against that <laughs> um you know there's that little voice in the back of my mind saying, you know, it might, it might not be anything. You just gotta, just gotta ride it out. But then there's that rational brain that says, well, just get a check done and find out for sure. So yeah, I, I'm also, I've also been noticing that I become a lot more mindful and I've been a lot better at inserting that space between emotion and reaction. Mm. And so there was an instance this past week, a uh, day or two ago, where I did lash out and I lost that mindfulness. But even so, it was, wasn't nearly as bad as... I would have gotten in uh, the mood I would have gotten into before. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I mean, this whole past week, the past three weeks, I've still been dealing with troubleshooting and we're talking about software when it comes to audio editing and music production and even hardware with the computer, with my desktop computer and music production equipment. And it's a lot of, I mean, I can't even count how many times I've restarted my computer and re rebooted all this different hardware. And so it's a lot of waiting and a lot of doing the same things over and over again. But 
I've been able to stay in the present moment and really stay in the moment and enjoy the process in the moment instead of getting into that thought cycle of, man, you know, why can't this just work? And, you know, I guess what I tend to think is, why does this just work for everybody else when, you know, I have no idea if it does or not. And other people could be going through the same issues or even worse. And, you know, other people may have gone through issues that weren't even as nearly as complicated and just quit. Yep. So, you know, there's all these different scenarios and it all goes into complex systems and spectral potentiality. (laughs) And also, I mean, it also crosses over into mindset and empathy and theory of mind. And so, if you know about all these concepts, you can realize that you're thinking irrationally whenever something frustrated comes up and you get emotional about it. So, it that's why it's so great to be aware of these concepts in the first place and then have a practice where you can maintain awareness of them and build up your awareness and your practice with them or your ability to incorporate them into your life somehow. I think that's the key is the ability to incorporate them because people think like, oh, you learn how to be mindful and then all of a sudden everything is different. And it's absolutely not that, you know, you and I have both been on this kind of journey of learning about all of this for years now. Right. And it's like incremental change. You, you realize something about yourself or you um, practice changing how you respond over and over and over again. You get a little bit better at it and then you slide and you get a little bit better at it. And it takes a long time to yep. develop that ability to like see yourself and see how you're reacting and why you're reacting that way and, and then to actually be able to do something about it. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing. That's the thing why Pam and I are getting so much into coaching these days because with a lot of these self-improvement programs, they, they just kind of lay out everything in front of you, or there's a certain methodology or framework that they use, and it's just that. It's just there, and you're expected to get from zero to that goal somehow. And there's not a lot of steps in between that are that that you're taken through or that you're helped through or that maybe these practitioners even understand in terms of behavior and habit formation so yeah there's a lot of that and i i don't know it's hard to say because i don't really participate in the mainstream too much but it seems like there's this notion coming around in terms of evolved thinking and habit formation and cognitive sciences or behavioral sciences. Um, Would you agree? Like, is there more of that starting to come out? I think so. I think that that's a double-edged sword, though, because there is a lot of good information available and a lot of people talking about it, but then there's also a lot of, like, bros that are pretending to be enlightened because they read one book. Yeah, that's a great point, too, because you see a lot of those articles with the title bait 
mm-hmm. you know, do these three things and reach all your goals or <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> whatnot with no nuance or no understanding of complex systems or yeah. individual differences. And so, that happens with everything. I mean, you see right. that with diet and fitness. Yeah. It's, you know, anything that happens. So the caveat there is to just be mindful of the information that you're consuming right. and where it's coming from. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to discern with the preponderance of information coming out. So we're going to do whatever we can to continue spreading awareness of evidence-based practices and take it from there and, you know, continue working on ourselves and trying to help others. So I guess we can move on and start into our segments. So I'll go ahead and get into our first segment that we always get into. And this is the podcasting segment where I talk about my process of this practice of podcasting. (laughs) And... I've already been discussing my mindset and all the troubleshooting I've had to do. But on a good note, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> I did. Uh, okay, so actually, this is the spot where I talk about my supplementation. Hmm. So go ahead and do that. I took my regular supplements today and I did take my honey, but my voice is cracking a little bit. So. I'm not sure what's going on. Didn't do as much vocal exercising to prepare. Also later in the day. Yeah, we're doing this later in the day. I've been messing around with our setup a little bit this week. So we recorded our episode of Not Bad Advice during our regular time. And then I wanted to change some, some things up for practice to test and experiment with some things. So hopefully you guys will get to hear this episode. And all the audio <laughs> comes out okay. So we're using a different digital audio workstation or DAW or DAW. I still don't know how to refer to it yet. I, I'm thinking DAW. I like DAW, but I don't know. Even I, I see people on YouTube say at least two or three versions every time they say it. So anyway, before we were using Audacity which is a free open soft DAW or DAW. (laughs) (laughs) And it was fine for what we needed it for, but we ran into some issues with it here and there. And I, my original intention was never to stick with it. It was just to use it to get started up with. And I think we actually started out with Squadcast, the online, Uh yeah, the cloud app so then we went to audacity and now we're using ableton and ableton is geared more towards electronic music production and they have their workflow is aligned a lot more towards that but they have i mean it's it's a recording software so you can record anything you want with it mm-hmm. And since I've been getting familiar with it through the music side, I was thinking that I would like to use that for podcasting as well. But then as I started looking into the DAWs, I started looking into 
Pro Tools and I started researching that and saw that it was pretty much the industry standard when it came to audio editing and especially video editing, which is something we're also looking into getting into. And so I figured, you know, if it's this standard and, you know, looking long term, what would be the best way to go? Um, and not to mention the courses that I've been taking through Coursera and Berkeley College of Music, they have these specializations. So it's a bundle of courses and some of the courses will overlap across the different bundles depending on the specialization. But there's one for like general music production, which use the Pro Tools interface and then the electronic music production bundle happened to use the Ableton interface. So I was going through the electronic music production specialization. And then when I started looking in the Pro Tools and saw that they also had a Pro Tools course in the other specialization, I started going through that course as well. So I pretty much learned the basics of both DAWs. And Pro Tools was going great until... I reached the limit of their free offering and then everything just went to crap and I couldn't, do, I couldn't do anything. So their free offering, you can only save your projects into their cloud system. You can't save it locally on your computer. Hmm. And so once you reach that limit, you, you're, you have to upgrade. Mm -hmm. So I was dealing, trying to deal with that and figure that out. And then I started getting frustrated with that because since you couldn't save locally, you also had to wait for the software to load everything into the cloud. So there mm -hmm. was a lag in the software. And I'm not sure if this is exactly the situation that I was experiencing, but I have a pretty good background of technology and software. So in, uh, and, and in terms of web development, not actual software development or mm -hmm. anything like that, but I have a, in terms of like a general layperson, I have a pretty good technical background. And so I think, you know, that's what the issue was. So I got turned off of Pro Tools because of that and then started looking back into Ableton and started realizing that I could do what I want to do in Ableton. And the other thing is that I've been playing with these other plugins for shaping our vocal quality and taking out noise and other different artifacts and just improving the quality of the audio signal and or not the signal but the output and so i was starting to get used to using these plugins in pro tools and started having a really fun time manipulating audio with them like these plugins are awesome they're so powerful and once i start wrapping my head around them a little more i'll talk about them more and link to them in the show notes but I found out that I can use them the same way in Ableton and started configuring Ableton for that. 
And so I got Ableton all configured and then started running into issues with Ableton and started looking into the forums and saw there's issues. Some people had issues with like the graphic quality. So the GUI or the graphic user interface and which is just perplexing to me. So one of the major issues or typical issues when people run into this kind of thing seem to be seem to have to do with the refresh rate, which is how fast your monitor refreshes the picture, basically, mm-hmm. which I don't understand why that would affect the audio and audio software. Other than obviously there must be some bug in Ableton's graphic user interface. So it's all these weird problems like that. And that one's a known issue. So, and that's just one that I'm talking about. So there's issues like that that I've been dealing with. But hopefully, I think I have Ableton figured out now. And Pam, it seems like it's running fine on your laptop so far. So far, it feels like it's um, my computer's running a little bit harder using Uh, this than it did with Audacity. Like, I can hear the fan. Um, Yeah. But other than that, seems good. Yeah. And that could be because Pam is also using a new mic. Or we actually both have new mics that we're testing out right now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm using what's called the Neat King B. And this is a cardioid condenser microphone. And it's the same type of microphone in terms of condenser versus dynamic that I was talking about either last week or the week before. So the mics that we were using before were the Blue Yetis, which are condenser microphones. And so this Neat King B is also a condenser microphone. And it has gotten a lot of great reviews and I've been listening to a lot of different mics on YouTube reviews and I really like how this one sounds and how I think it sounds from my voice. So testing it out for this episode and we'll see how it comes out. It also matches your Burning Man bike. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) Also matches my Bruce Lee tank top. (laughs) 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 And Pam is using a Shure SMB, SM7B, and this is a dynamic microphone, and this is a very popular podcasting and broadcasting microphone. It's one of the industry standards between the Shure SM7B and the Electrovoice RE20, I believe it's called. Those two tend to be the industry industry standards. You hear about those two mics a lot. And the Shure SM7B, which is what Pam is using right now, is used by podcasters like Joe Rogan and a lot of the popular podcasters, pretty much most of them, I would say. If you were, if you had to guess, it would probably be the Shure SM7B. And I'm really excited about that because I, I feel like the way that I hear Pam's voice as I've been editing it throughout the weeks... I feel like the Shure SM7B would sound really good, would make her voice sound really good. And I, the word that I, that pops into my head is buttery for some reason. I like it. Yeah. And that's for both of our voices on Mm -hmm. the Shure SM7B or anybody's voice, I guess, 
and it's whatever quality it is it just comes out so smoothly and it sounds so i i just like how it sounds and with how pam's voice comes out i think it'll be really good so i'm excited to hear that i don't know if it'll sound any different but i feel really cool using it i feel like a pro so oh yeah <laughs> yeah definitely it looks very like what you see you know real podcasters using yeah. so yeah i feel very professional now <laughs> with a mattress it, behind me and, <laughs> and a dog next to me i feel very professional <laughs> oh yeah we're dog sitting this weekend yeah yeah little bow yeah bow's a good dog we like him and yeah it doesn't really make noise unless there's someone coming in the door so pam's also using an audio interface so I've been I've been waiting for an audio interface because I feel like that's one of the sticking points or bottlenecks with the production audio production that I've been doing. I've been going off of my sound card on the computer and I've been running into a lot of issues with that. So I finally picked up an audio interface last week and I had it back ordered and I've been waiting over a month and I ended up finding it at the store down the street so I just went and picked it up. And it's the Motu M4. And this thing is awesome. And well, it's awesome so far. I haven't gone through all my testing with it yet. So I'll leave my full review of it until later. But if you look at reviews on it on YouTube, there's the Motu M2 and the Motu M4. I got the M4, which has four inputs and four outputs because of all the music production equipment that I'm using. But the Motu M2 seems to be like the best entry-level audio interface right now. It seems to have taken overtaken the throne from the Focus Scarlett Solo or the actually Focus Scarlett 2i2, which would be the equivalent. So if you want to look into that and in audio interfaces, I would highly recommend getting an audio interface if you're going to be doing podcasting or any kind of audio work semi even semi seriously because dealing with just the sound card you can run into a lot of issues in terms of the processing speed and the latency and the amount of um pressure that you put on your system so you know having the audio interface externally takes some of a load off of the system and it has its own sound card which are which is built for audio or you know ad more advanced audio usage rather than standard computer audio mm -hmm. so yeah that's something that i'm toying around with now and pam's audio interface what we're using right now is a zoom i think it's the zoom h6 so mm -hmm. it can have a total of six ins and maybe six outs and it's actually not an audio interface. It's not primarily an audio interface. It's primarily a recorder, like a field recording device. And it's really cool. I've been looking at this for a while for recording out in the field where, for instance, when we recorded with my parents a month or so back, we took uh, Pam's laptop and we took one of our Blue Yetis and recorded with that. But with the Zoom H6, you can just take that. You don't need a computer or anything. It just records everything onto there. Hmm. 
and it has its own mic hookups and everything. Or you could also plug in higher quality mics or even these mics that we're using now. It has the XLR inputs and it has a lot of great features in terms of backing up audio and saving audio onto its own SD card. And, and the way we're using it now as Pam's audio interface, it can be used as that. And it has up to six inputs. It, there's four inputs on board and then plus the microphone attachment that it can, that you can attach to it. And on that attachment, there's uh, also another input, like a eighth inch stereo input or something like that. So there's six total inputs and you can use it as an audio interface, which is what we're doing now. So it's very versatile and a lot of people don't really use it as an audio interface or they it's it's not really touted as an audio interface but i've seen some tests that tested it against the Focusrite scarlet that i just mentioned that is the competitor to the motu m series that i'm using right now so it seems to be a pretty good value and very versatile for what it is so we're experimenting with that and I'm not sure what we're going to do with it if we're going to keep that or you know how we're going to move forward with all this different stuff because there's so many configurations and so many options and maybe even through this testing we're doing today we might find something out that'll help make our decision so doing a lot of testing on that front so yeah I guess we're talking or I'm talking a lot about <laughs> podcasting today and so we're already over half an hour huh so let's see do you <laughs> want to get a word in do you have anything else you want to talk about I don't think so I'm I'm pretty beat so I'm, yeah <laughs> my brain's not uh doing very well right now <laughs> yeah let's get to ch chillaxing for the rest of our weekend and end it here for now then but yeah, so thank you everybody for listening this week. And I'm going to continue experimenting with some stuff. There's I'm, the <laughs> studio's kind of a mess right now. There's microphones all over the place. <laughs> and I wanted to get a setup to like kind of do a little microphone shootout, but there's a little more logistically that goes into it. So gonna be doing that throughout this week and testing some microphones, but I think that we may end up with these two that we have right now. And that's my prediction, but we'll see. So yeah, we'll go with that for now. And before we leave off, Pam, where can people hit you up? You can find me on Twitter where I am at Pamela underscore Lund. And you might be able to find me on Twitter at CKDisco. And man, I really like how that mic sounds. I hope <laughs> it comes get into, I'm going to get into ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it though, not listening to it because it creeps me out. Huh. All right. Well, maybe we'll have some of that in the future. Look forward to. 
I don't know why I keep talking, but okay. So thanks for joining us this week, and I hope you come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo!